the FT. Welcome to World Weekly. I'm Sean Donnan, the FT's World News Editor. This week, we are going to turn our attention to the greatest bicycle race in the world and what looks like a British takeover. I'm talking, of course, about the Tour de France and what looks increasingly likely, if we don't have any mishaps, to be the victory this year of Bradley Wiggins, the British cyclist. Joining me in the studio is Jen Hughes, who, when she isn't writing for the Lex column, is the FT's resident cycling expert. And down the line from Paris is Hugh Carnegie, the FT's bureau chief and a man known to ride his bike to work. Jen, let's start with you. Should we be extracting some kind of greater meaning from what looks like a British victory coming? I guess the way to look at it is the culmination of years worth of spending and effort by British cycling. They won nearly half the golds in Beijing that were available to cyclists, which is pretty incredible for any country. And Bradley Wiggins was part of that. So doing this now It's bigger, it's harder winning the Tour de France. For me, personally, as a cycling fan, it's great because to see a Brit on the front page of most newspapers here every day, it will be a big boost to the cycling and the sport and the people who cycle to work. Now, Hugh, as one of those people who cycles to work and continues to do so in Paris, I believe, how's this going down with the French? Well, the French reaction to Wiggins has been a little bit mixed, one might say. But there is, I think, at the root of it all, an admiration for the great professionalism, which is a word you see repeatedly in the French media, of the Sky team and of Wiggins himself. And I think they've warmed somewhat to his character. He has been dubbed by L'Equipe, the great French sports newspaper, Colonel Wiggins, which they call him every day. And although there was a little bit of doubt, perhaps, in the middle of the tour, that uh, his teammate, Christopher Froome, might actually be the stronger rider and that uh, he was being held back to assist the Wiggins. I think as the tour has worn on, Wiggins has grown in respect in terms of the French reaction to him. And although it's a little bit hard to swallow that the Tour de France is going to, uh, if indeed it does, uh, fall into British hands, there is, I think, a, a respect for, for what the team and what Wiggins have done. Jen, I mean, one of the, one of the themes in professional cycling over, the, over recent years has been the thing that they can't escape, which is allegations of doping. You wrote in today's FT that I think it's 10 of the 20 past Tour de France winners had been caught up in some kind of doping allegation. How has this played out this year on the Tour? I used it as 10 of the people who stood on the podium. So half the guys who stood on the podium and pretty much all the winners, actually, apart from a couple. This tour has been less doped, it seems. Now, we had a potential positive, I should say, for Frank Schleck this week. He's a big name in the sport. This it's is more... a positive doping result. As yes, to... it is. But it's the first test. It's not clear. Half the problem, I think, with doping is that it isn't quite as black and white as the media would like to make it out or as would make our lives easy. You should call them adverse analytical findings. Now, try and get that past editors like you. We start getting problems. It's very difficult to make this stuff clear. I think the tour is getting less dope. They've done so much work. The problem is, because they've got more cops, they're catching more criminals, and the headlines are reflecting it. And we're seeing people like Lance Armstrong, the seven-time winner, I believe, of the Tour de France, getting caught up now in a legal battle in the U.S. What do we know about Bradley Wiggins and his attitudes towards doping, and how has he behaved during the Tour? He's been quite outspoken on this. He's been very outspoken. I'd repeat what he said, but I think you'd have to edit it out with a lot of bleeps, so we won't go there. Wiggo's always been outspoken against doping. It's been one of the things that's endeared him to at least the British press. The Anglophone press generally are much more pushy on the doping issues. They don't seem to want to let it go, which I think is probably the right attitude. Wiggo's always been outspoken, so what he said last week wasn't really a surprise when he attacked all these armchair critics. The problem is the science behind all this doping testing is incredibly difficult, and just a few things like say that the sample was taken it's transported in the car which gets stuck in a traffic jam the sample warms up 
that will change the quality of the sample. You can't really see that when you've just got the numbers to look at. One of the great stories, and you alluded to this earlier, in terms of the investment in British cycling has been Team Sky, which is Bradley Wiggins' team. Tell us a little bit about Team Sky and its owner. Well, the thing about Team Sky is it is meant to be, and it is one of the biggest budget teams out there, something like about 40 million over four years. It's not the richest team in the sport, but it is one of them. But it comes out of Team GB, and it cannot be understood without that. It comes from the Olympic program. It's the same guys running both. And they have this sort of management approach, these phrases like the aggregation of marginal gains, where they go and look at 10 years of weather data to figure out where they should hold their training camps. It's incredibly geeky. Sometimes it goes overboard and it goes wrong. And I think this is where, Hugh, coming back to your professionalism point, this is what the French mean by that, because it's a very scientific, very professional approach to sport. It's not guts and glory. It's not the French rider, Thomas Verkler, winning his stage yesterday, sort of grimacing the whole way up. It wins. It's just not very exciting. The French cycling, obviously this is the Tour de France. Some of us remember the glory days of Bernard Hinault, who I believe was the last French Tour winner in 1985. Hugh, is there any national agonizing over the state of the sport there? Well, let me say, first of all, that one of the shadows which inevitably is going to be cast over whoever wins the Tour now is this issue of doping. And because they've been burned so many times, I think the French media and French cycling fans do feel that there is always a case to be proven that a team hasn't doped, given so much that there's been in the past. So in the Twitter sphere, in the blogosphere, uh, and indeed coming from America, given the Lance Armstrong history, there has been questions raised over the levels of performance that the Sky team have reached. And suspicions swirling around. But having said that, the French have been a little bit fed up with the fact that this tour has not been in the general classification, meaning those contesting the overall victory, that exciting, to be honest. It's been great for British cycling fans, but the fact is that it's a bit of a procession, and some of the top riders have not been present on this tour, which has contributed to that. But in the meantime, actually, the French have had a terrific tour in terms of stage wins. I think Verkler's win yesterday was their fifth stage win and and his has been a tremendous performance he's won two stages and he was absolutely terrific over the mountains yesterday so the french slight ambivalence over the sky and wiggins team effort has been offset by some terrific individual efforts by french cyclists during this tour which have enlightened a tour that otherwise in terms of neutral observer has been a bit of a procession one of the features of the tour in the last 10 20 years was the upsurge in american riders that we saw through the 90s and and noughties. Is this the beginning of a great dynasty of British riders? I wouldn't like to go that far, though I'm sure the Sky's team would like to disagree with me on that. We'll see more Anglophone riders if you think about it with Lance and his seven victories. It was Greg LeMond, the American, before that. Last year, the tour went to an Australian, Cadell Evans, for the first time. It's becoming more and more Anglo, and they are more and more scientific about it, and not quite so dramatic as the the French and Italian riders who may not reconnoitre the stages as much as the Anglophone riders, but they tend to produce more exciting performances. More Brits in the Tour, more success in the Tour, for sure. We seem to be establishing the sport over here, but are we going to take over and invade the French race? I don't think so. Hugh, you're going to be on the Champs-Élysées on Sunday. Any thoughts? 
Well, I think certainly for British cycling fans, it's promising to be a terrific day. Uh, I, I think we shouldn't count any chickens yet. And it's been one of the features of the Sky team and Wiggins is that every night when people have said, is this it? Have you got it in the bag? They've said, no, not at all. Anything can happen. You can have a crash. There may be attacks. Uh, you can't say this is done until it's done. It will be a remarkable day. And I think the French will be generous towards Wiggins and the Sky team if they do pull it off. Uh, and it will be a moment. This will be the first British victory in, in a race that has been going on for nearly 100 years. More than 100 years. Vive la Grande-Bretagne. Hugh Carnegie in Paris. Jen Hughes here in the studio in London. Thank you very much. That's it for World Weekly this week. I'm Sean Donnan. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.